creation is at the heart of all creation. Right at the start of everything that's new. One little spark, much of Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome to the Passholder's Guide podcast. My name is Adam, and I'm here to share some tips, tricks, and secrets to the theme park capital of the world. You may be wondering, who am I? I am a Florida native, a Central Florida local, and I've been a seasonal or annual passholder to every theme park here in the Central Florida area. Not to mention I used to work for one. Each show, I'll be here to entertain you, maybe even educate you on a particular topic, as well as go over some up-to-date news and announcement at each park. Lastly, we're going to have story time. Those are going to be some cast member, team member, and ambassador stories. Hopefully, we can throw in some interviews, some other tidbits, and I can uh, bring you one hell of a show. Alrighty, everybody, I am back. Uh, I've had a few of you reach out to me and wonder, hey, what happened to July's uh, mid-month episode? And unfortunately, I was a little under the weather, had a few uh, medical complications that kept me from reporting a good podcast for you guys. Couldn't quite uh, get my head into it, but I am back. I got a great topic for you today, and here we go. Alrighty, so we've covered the history of the building of Magic Kingdom, and a lot of that was all done by Roy Disney, and, uh, you know, he had a few other of his helpers who helped him build, you know, Disneyland, come over, help him build Disney World, but Walt knew that they could, they handled it, they could, you know, they could take care of everything, they've done it before, so do it again. So he focused on a different project. He, along with uh, Wed Industries, or you know, now we know them as Disney Imagineering, uh, were working on an, a new project, a experimental prototype. What was it again, Walt? Experimental prototype city of tomorrow. Oh yeah, that that's what it was. Walt was calling Epcot. Uh, the Epcot that Walt was working on and the Epcot we got is a 100% completely night and day difference. Walt was imagining a actual functioning real life city right here in uh, the Disney properties 
a lot of it would be for the housing of actual cast members and uh, having a functional city where it was all based on the planning. So this new community was going to be all pre-planned and all about public need. So Walt had seen uh, back in the 60s, 50s, 60s time frame uh, that cities were or what was happening to them with urban sprawl. As they got bigger, it was a lot of congestion, a lot of confusion with what was going on. So his whole plan was to plan for everything. You know, build a city that they could house everybody, thought of everything, and be set for the large amount uh, that was going to live there. So it all started... So the whole plan started with one of uh, Walt's favorite ideas. We all know it. It's called the uh, the hub and spoke or the radial uh, uh, idea. So uh, you can see it. It's very evident at Disneyland, Disney World, and a lot of the Disney parks. You have one central hub, and then everything spokes out from there until you get to the you know the the edge. You know it's all it all goes around. It all connects and has that central hub that allows everything to get done. Walt's central hub was the business district. This is the where all your modern shopping was going to get done, all your food needs, you know, your restaurants, boutique, you know, cafes, everything that you could find in a normal downtown area all together, you know, covering. Uh, the idea was about 50 acres uh, total, and, you know, designed like your a typical downtown streets and everything. But there would be no cars, no traffic there for having to worry about. It was completely pedestrian-ruled and would have raised platforms to help you get, you know, around to the different, you know, the whole area there. Uh, Epcot's main design was based around the Tomorrowland Transit Authority, the People Mover, or as they called it back then, the Wedway. So, but basically, the People Mover that we got at Disneyland and Disney World, uh, just a little bit larger, you know, may, a little bit more than a four-person car, uh, covered like the, you know, they are at Disneyland, um, and that's how you would be able to travel around the entire area. Now, this whole 50-acre area, its center focal point would be a 30 plus story hotel you know that is a bigger hotel than anything disney has on property but that was the idea it was it would be one of the great resorts for guests to stay and you could use that as your your center point on on your way to the magic kingdom now around the center spoke is they had what they referred to as the high density residential area. So basically your apartment complexes. So uh, you would see a, a vast majority of the people who lived in the uh, the Epcot or the you know the city Epcot. Uh, this is where they would live and uh, they had plenty of transportation to get them both around the city uh, to to work, to shop, to play, or, you know, any long-distance traveling would be done on the monorail. So the, you know, could take you in between these experimental cities, or in this case, take you all the way to the Magic Kingdom, where, you know, to work, to live, to play. No, surrounding the high de the high density residential area is what they refer to as the green belt. Now, this is a you know a very lush area, but this is where 
a lot of the things that make the community, you know, work, this is where they would be located. Things like your schools, your, you know, your stadiums, um, churches, uh, you know, and other things like that. The things that, you know, don't fit into like a downtown area, need a little bit more space, but are essential to living in a, in a big city, you know, everything, you know, your, your, your elementary, your junior, your high schools could be placed or, or were going to be placed all around baseball stadiums, football stadiums, you know, everything the schools need and any kind of a large recreational areas, you know, all would be inside this green area. Now on the far side you know, the outer of this, the radial, the hub and spoke plan was the low density residential area. These were your neighborhoods. They were laid out like large teardrops, you know, kind of looked maybe a little bit like an elongated figure eight, but would hold basically two sections of housing, all accessible by a Tomorrowland Transit Authority, the people mover, uh, the Wedway would take you, you know, to and from in and out of the city and uh, around to the different neighborhoods. And it pretty much eliminated, you know, the need for the modern family to have a car. Now, if you did have a car and you wanted, you know, there were special roadways to go through there. Uh, a lot of roundabouts, you know, Walt was not was a big fan of efficiency and, you know, no stop signs, no, no, no traffic lights. Everything was meant to keep keep you moving. Low density residential areas were pretty much um, it looked more like a communal backyard. Uh, this was you, you would have your, you know, community parks there, your bike paths, your jogging, you know, your jogging paths, all connected throughout your little section. Now, you know, I say little section, but Epcot, this, you know, the city of Epcot was surrounded by these, you know, dozens of these neighborhoods all making up the low, low density or the, and the outer edge of the city of tomorrow. Now the central area going now, going back to the business area, the central business area has its own level, but that's about the fourth level up. You know, underneath that is your transportation, uh, you know, most of it, the inner city uh, transportation. If you were going long distances, you had the monorail loading platforms, or if you're just going throughout the, you know, the communities, the neighborhoods, you had the Wedway people movers uh, that would take you. Uh, they are all electric and run by several motors in the track so there would never be a delay these these cars would not stop moving uh, just like in the parks it is a moving platform to load and once you're in you're gone that vehicle never stops moving so uh, below the transportation deck you would have the upper section of the personal transportation now that would be the automobile level where, you know, cars, regular trucks could, could go and would provide the parking for the, the hotel there and, uh, you know, guests that wanted to come from outside of the city of Epcot. Now, um, this would be completely free and clear of any kind of pedestrian traffic, you know, it, no, no access, you know, for, for these cars to get onto the, the business center. 
the bottom level is your industrial level. That is where the major things that happen in a city, you know, your garbage, your, you know, your supply deliveries, any kind of, you know, things that require a large truck, this is where they're coming in and out. There are several loading bays to get anything and everything out, um, you know, all completely clear of stop signs and and stoplights. Once again, Walt was really big on efficiency in these one of these vehicles to keep moving. Uh, it's a very intricate highway system for both the uh, regular size vehicles and the uh, the large trucks on uh, the bottom two levels to keep them moving in and out. The flow of traffic never stopped. Was estimated to hold about twenty thousand people. Now, between the amount of people it took to actually run the city of Epcot, plus uh, the number of workers that were uh, to live there to work at uh, the Magic Kingdom, you know, if it was just the Magic Kingdom, probably would have worked. But we all know that we didn't stop at one park uh, here at uh on the on Disney property, you got four parks, two water parks, an entertainment district, several golf courses, and about uh, and uh, dozens of hotels. So uh, the Walt Disney Company uh, employs about seventy thousand people annually. Uh, well, pre-COVID, uh, to run Walt Disney World properties. Uh, so a a twenty thousand person city is was not going to cut it. So. Uh, that was one reason why yes, the city of Epcot did not happen. Uh, beyond that, uh, they didn't have the the backers to help build this. They were leaning on a lot of the big corporations uh, to come set up shop, be part of an industrial area where they could help push the envelope for technology and to incorporate that technology into the city of Epcot and all of uh, Disney properties moving forward. So, uh, and then of course there was the biggest reason why Epcot never happened as a passing of Walt Disney. So his ideas uh, unfortunately never came to fruition. I would love to see it actually happen. There is a lot of property out west of Disney, so if we do ever get back to normal and uh, Disney is uh, raking in the dollars that they normally do, I wouldn't mind seeing them, you know, buy up some property west of uh, west of town, set up a monorail system, and 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 some good living and uh, and recreational properties for the cast that that works there so you know we may see it someday i doubt it but my fingers are crossed Alright everybody, here is what's going on for your Central Florida theme park starting in the beginning of August. A lot has gone on in the last month uh, since I've been able to record. Disney has announced they are changing two of their fireworks shows. So Epcot Forever and Happily Ever After are ending right before the 50th anniversary or well just the anniversary of Epcot. So, uh, those are, I believe September 29th are their last days. Give them a day or two to reset, and I'm sure there's going to be a new show just for the 50th anniversary. 
Uh, Disney has also announced a lot of their rides, restaurants, and resorts are reopening. So the Beauty and the Beast stage show, Turtle Talk with Crush, and the Laugh Floor at Magic Kingdom are getting ready or have been announced to to reopen. Uh, You're also looking at the Yachtsman, uh, Columbia Harbor House, Casey's Corner, and the... uh, Plaza Ice Cream Parlor uh, have all reopened or have dates announced to be reopened. Uh, You're also looking at, I know, the uh, Port Orleans and I believe the rest of the All-Stars and a few other resorts have also been announced that they are getting ready to reopen. So I know we're in the height of summer here. uh, Disney probably needs those resorts open to help uh, with all their guests, but they are slowly coming out. They're getting all the cast members ready to reopen and should be opening up soon um the mask policy now that uh covid is flaring its ugly head again is changing for our our central florida parks disney is requiring all guests to wear masks indoors again outdoors is still optional but on all transportation and indoors any attraction masks are required now over at universal uh they are not required yet it is just highly encouraged that guests wear masks it uh indoors so that is any ride queue any uh any area that you know store restaurant uh all encouraged to wear a mask but not required yet so uh other big news at universal is a lot of the announcements for halloween horror nights are coming out so the first house they've announced is uh the texas chainsaw massacre so that is uh i believe a returning house that one's going to be a lot of fun uh they've also announced the haunting of hill house that is a netflix series that is uh, uh available that is is coming out i had not personally watched it but uh, you sure as heck i uh, you know i'm going to watch it before i go to halloween horror nights there are two other houses that are quote unquote returning uh they were available for you know a limited time during the pandemic uh but the beetlejuice house and the Universal Monsters Bride of Frankenstein Lives. Those two houses are going to be returning. So we got a little taste last Halloween, but we're going to get the big taste this year. Uh, There are still several houses that have not yet been announced. There have been pictures taken over construction walls of a, uh, a sign saying, Welcome to Scary. So it's a uh, the sign says welcome to Carrie. It sounds like it's a you know an, a made up neighbor uh, or city town, uh, but spray painted over it is a, a welcome to Scary. So uh, we're uh, excited to see what that house is going to be. But uh, stay tuned. Uh, I'm sure a lot more is going to be coming out here in the month of August as all these uh, uh, Halloween events are kicking off in September. So. Other news from Universal is the Jason Bourne Stuntacular is now accepting Express Pass, which is really nice because as a premium pass holder, uh, the After 4 uh, Express Pass really helps. And, uh, you know, that sometimes that line, if you don't time it out right, it can get kind of long. So, um The Jurassic World Tribute Store is going to be closing August 9th, and we can only uh, assume that is going to be making way for the Halloween Horror Nights Tribute Store to come back. So if you want to get in there, see all the the props, all the uh, merchandise for Jurassic World, it is quite a sight to see. You're going to want to get in there before August 9th. 
Um, Velocicoaster, uh, speaking of Jurassic World, uh, is uh, still open and uh, going full force. They have hit a million riders in under their first two months of operation. So officially opened up on June 10th and uh, before the end of July, it hit that million rider mark. So way to go for them. Uh, also announced the Ragtime Gals are back for the Jimmy Fallon ride. Uh, that is part of the pre-show. You can find them upstairs as you're waiting for your color to be called. It is uh, I haven't seen it myself. I've only been on the Jimmy Fallon uh, ride during the pandemic when they were not there. So I'm looking forward to seeing them myself for the first time. Now, over to SeaWorld, they have a lot going on. They have taken away their reservation system to get in the park. So, uh, it's now first come, first serve, uh, like it used to be. Uh, they've also ha had a few announcements for their Hollis Scream event. Uh, two houses have been announced. You have the Beneath the Ice House and the Dead Vines. So, uh as a new event to SeaWorld Orlando. We are uh, looking forward to see how this is going to work. Uh, They've also announced that the Spooktacular is going to be going through uh, September 18th through October 31st. That is the kids portion of Halloween that's going to be taking place at SeaWorld. So you're going to have trick-or-treating, uh, dance parties, and uh, a few of the Sesame Street characters uh, joining your kids to have a lot of fun. So uh, there's still no idea how that is exactly going to work. Uh, Spooktacular is included in your regular admission, whereas Hollow Screen is not so uh, we'll find out if they see world's going to be closing early or just you know closing certain parts of the park for hollow scream so um, more to come on that and you know like i said a lot of the halloween announcements are going to probably pop up the, this month and uh, all before because most of these events are going to be starting in september so Everything else at SeaWorld, we are still waiting for Icebreaker to open. Uh, it's still announced as just 2021. So originally it was uh, supposed to be spring or summer 2021. Uh, we're pretty sure the ride's fully built, uh, and uh, we're just waiting for the uh, the go-ahead to get on it. So um, SeaWorld is also doing free beer. Yes, you heard that right, free beer. So uh, between the hours of 11.30 and one hour before park close, you can get one be uh, free beer. Um, it is a rotating selection and a 12-ounce pour, but they are giving that to everybody 21 and up. So uh, if you want to go to SeaWorld, get a free beer, enjoy, but remember, drink responsibly and don't drink and drive. For more news, you can head over to our Facebook page at the Passholders Guide Podcast, and uh, you can keep up with us there, more up to date. As soon as I know it, I'm trying to get it out on there. Uh, feel free to message me on there, or you can email me at passholdersguidepodcast at gmail.com. Alrighty, everybody, your tip for August is to check those crowd calendars. And the central florida area about the second week of august is when all the schools start going back so that is seminole orange and osceola county uh all heading back so you have all those 
kids and all those parents not going to the parks anymore. So lines should ease up. It typically, uh, besides being sweltering hot outside, is a good time to go. So check the crowd calendars, check the wait times before you go, and uh, enjoy. And once again, it is still summertime. It is hot out there. Stay hydrated, wear some sunscreen, wear a hat like I do, but be safe, and hopefully I'll see you out there. Alrighty, everybody. So, unfortunately, due to uh, the an illness that has uh, kept me home and away from all the theme parks, I have not had a chance to go out, talk to some team members, talk to some cast members, and try to get a fresh story for you. So, I'm uh, going to put this out there. Uh, all my listeners out there, just about everybody knows a former cast member, a former team member, somebody who's worked for a theme park. So share this among them. Tell them to get with me on uh, the Facebook. Uh, it's a at Passholders Guide Podcast or the email. It's a Passholders Guide Podcast at Gmail. I would have no problem with sharing a story secondhand if they want to remain anonymous. If you want to tell us exactly who you are or where you work, we'll go with that too. So don't be shy. Tell me your stories. Let me put them out there and see if we can put a smile on everybody's face. So I will be back to the park soon. Um, working on a fresh story for everybody maybe the next podcast i will get lucky hit that jackpot and have something juicy for you That's everything for this episode of the Passholders Guide podcast. Thank you for joining me. I hope I've left you with some tips, tricks, or secrets to make your park experience better. In the meantime, join us on Facebook or Instagram at the Passholders Guide podcast, and don't forget to hit that subscribe button for alerts on the latest episodes. Until I see you again, have a safe time at the parks.